Welcome to Inside Exchange, presented by LEK Consulting, a global strategy consultancy that helps business leaders seize competitive advantage and amplify growth. Inside Exchange is our forum dedicated to the free, open, and unbiased exchange of the insights and ideas that are driving business into the future. We exchange insights with the brightest minds of the day, the most daring innovators, and the doers who are right now rebuilding the world around us. In the United States, manufacturing businesses are currently dealing with an unprecedented confluence of challenges. To discuss these challenges and how companies are planning for the future, in this episode, we welcome Eric Navales, Matt Wayne, and Alex Rogalski. Gentlemen, please further introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Alex Rogalski, and I am a managing director in the Boston office at LEK Consulting. I help to lead our industrial equipment and technology practice. And this is Matt Wayne. I'm a uh, managing director and partner uh, in our industrials practice uh, based in Boston. Hello, my name is Eric Navales. I'm a managing director and partner with LEK Consulting, and I lead our industrial equipment and technology group here in North America. Great. Thank you all. So to get started, let's talk about the survey. Can we talk more about why you decided to do this manufacturing survey now? Yeah, happy to. Uh, In our work this year with manufacturing executives, what we're hearing is that they're dealing with a truly unprecedented confluence of factors. So inflation at the highest rate in 40 years, supply chain disruptions from COVID-19, the war in Ukraine that's also impacting both supply chain disruptions and geopolitical instability, and, uh, and then labor shortages, the inability to attract and retain talent. So what we wanted to do is hear from executives how this is impacting their near and long-term strategic priorities and what initiatives they're using to help plan for the future. So Matt, can you tell us more about um, you know, how you went about learning how executives were addressing these challenges and planning for the future? Yeah, certainly. So in a typical consulting fashion, we, we did a good old-fashioned survey. Um, we surveyed about 160 executives, uh, manufacturing executives in the U.S., um, this cut across, you know, original equipment manufacturers, distributors, companies that are making finished goods or components, and across a whole host of, of end markets and, and geographical regions. So we did an online survey with them. And then we also conducted a handful of very focused interviews with some of the most senior uh, executives in our survey to gather their, their insights firsthand. And, you know, we conducted this over the course of, you know, call it two to three weeks and then synthesized the results. Um, and, uh, you know, brought this together into a, uh, a coherent view of the consensus view of, of U.S. manufacturing companies. So, Eric, regarding those companies, um, I guess there's a delicate balance act between addressing unprecedented near term challenges against those of broader long term challenges. So what are they what are the key market trends and impacting uh, that are impacting U.S. manufacturing companies? Well, unfortunately, there's no shortage of issues that are keeping manufacturing executives up at night. We have the lingering supply chain disruptions from COVID-19, but we also have rising material costs, uh, tight labor market, which is not only restricting access to skilled labor, uh, but also increasing um, uh, labor costs as well. And then geopolitical instability, obviously the, the war in Ukraine, but we also have the simmering tensions in China and Taiwan. On top of all that, and further out on the horizon, there are the longer-term opportunities, but also potential threats if companies aren't continuing to invest in uh, remaining competitive. Automation, electrification, 
environmental, social, and governance issues, and obviously the ongoing digital transformation of the manufacturing space are all issues that companies are, are really trying to, uh, to do a, a pretty difficult juggling act. So of all these, these trends, which ones are more near term? Well, they're really more of the operational uh, challenges. So things related to material costs, supply chain, labor shortages. And what we're hearing and, and uh, seeing in the survey results is that the manufacturing ex- executives are putting a lot of time and attention on these uh, to kind of take care of these brush fires and allow the business to operate on a day-to-day. Um, unfortunately, when we look at are these issues going away and uh, is that effort coming to fruition, we really see that there's um, a lot of time and attention that's going to continue to sap management's uh, resources away from their long-term goals going forward. We see that the manufacturing companies that were surveyed by LEK, some of them are already undertaking numerous initiatives to address these near-term market trends. What are these initiatives that you're taking? Yeah, so there's not a one-size-fits-all approach for, for all companies. We actually saw quite a host of different approaches and different strategies that, that companies were undertaking, um, just given that they're all different. There's different sectors. There's you know different acuteness of, of these within their industry, et cetera. Uh, but there were a couple themes or approaches which which were a bit more common than others. Um, so as we think about things related to supply chain, for example, which has been uh, unfortunately a, a lingering issue and continues to be an issue, uh, we're seeing um, people really building in more redundancy into their supply chain. So that might be um, you know expanding their supplier base, using suppliers and more suppliers than um, than they've used historically. Uh, it may be increasing the use of onshore or nearshore suppliers. Um, so we're not having that, you know, the transportation issues uh, of, of goods being stuck in, in different countries and in coming over. Um, they're also doing things around some of their manufacturing practices, right? So, um, you know, we're, we're hearing about the use of, you know, trying to use more common parts. So you have to source, you know, not a thousand parts. And if one of those a thousand parts isn't available, you know, you've got a problem, uh, but, but trying to reduce that into more common parts. So you're, you know, only focused on a, a fewer number of, of SKUs and components that are needed to manufacture. So there's less chance of, you know, there being supply issues in, in certain areas. Uh, people are also building up inventory buffers, right? So making sure that they've got a bit more inventory on hand should a problem arise again. Um, and then they're also, um, you know, I guess as we think about one of the, the factors that, that Eric mentioned um, around this pricing environment, um, I think one of the, the positive things that we're seeing here, at least from the manufacturer standpoint, is um, they're actually being able to pass along much of the pricing increases that they're facing. I think there's an understanding in the market that prices are up and that most of the pricing increases have been able to be absorbed and, and you know, I think, um, you know, accepted by customers by and large, uh, which is still able to maintain some of those, those margins that, that they've been uh, able to achieve uh, historically. Uh, finally, I'd say that they're they're focusing on the retention piece. Um, we talked about labor shortages. People are investing in their people. Um, they're investing in training programs. Um, they're investing in retention, and some of that's through the form of compensation. Um, they're investing in upskilling some of their staff to be doing more, um, you know, higher value type of um, activities. 
Um, but there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I kind of listed off a laundry list of things here, which I think just talks about just how, how frantic and, um, you know, how many different challenges, uh, the executives are, are trying to put out and deal with at one time. Thanks, Matthew. And yeah, there is quite a bit of a list there. And so when you compare these trends and the initiatives they're taking, um, we spoke about some of the short term. So when it comes to the long term, um, how might the priorities been shifted to address the long term trends? Yeah, well, yes, that's certainly the case. And that's forced companies to really prioritize where they focus their management um, effort and time. Um, you know, there's only so many brush fires that a that that a management team can can put out uh, simultaneously, and so a lot of the focus has really shifted toward those near term threats, and that's really taken away uh, time and resources from some of the longer term initiatives such as digital transformation, electrification, automation, and sustainability. We, you know, from our survey, we we heard a very clear signal that companies are deprioritizing their efforts on those longer-term trends. Um, only about you know, a third of companies that we spoke to are actively addressing these longer-term strategic goals, such as digital transformation, electrification, automation, and sustainability. Um, the rest are really just kind of putting in, putting in the minimal effort um, for now just to remain somewhat competitive uh, with their peers who are also, again, dealing with the very same, you know, economic brush fires and, and issues um, that, that they are. Um, uh, and, and I think there's just a general hope that um, business conditions will improve over the next year or two, which will allow them to return, um, return more focus effort to, to these longer term uh, initiatives. And so we think this actually opens up an opportunity, right? An opportunity for those manufacturing companies that are able to you know, address these near-term threats um, uh, very quickly. We think that uh, any sort of investment today in longer-term initiatives, again, digital transformation, electrification, et cetera, you know, those investments today we think are actually going to set them up for long-term success. So Eric, you mentioned competitive advantages. So mm. what are some of the trends that executives could focus on now, today, to enable this competitive advantage? I think two areas that I'd point executives to would be automation and then electrification. Automation is particularly interesting because what we heard is that over 50% of manufacturers are experiencing labor shortages, and they expect this to continue through 2022 into 2023. If you think about automation, that can help solve for labor shortages, and it can also help enable cost advantages going forward. What we're looking at, what we're seeing on the survey is that over two-thirds of companies are making investments into facility automation, robotics, manual process replacement, um, and they expect to increase to over 85% of this doing this over the next three years. Uh, so this helps solve not only for the near-term issues with labor shortages and retention, but also that cost advantages going forward. Uh, on the electrification side, this really depends on you know, what your business is and what end market you're, you're focused on. Uh, but we're seeing quite a bit of investment into new products that are electrified, um, upgrading or adjusting existing products. Um, and this can help provide competitive advantages in the marketplace as well. So what are some of the initiatives that executives are spearheading? Yeah, so picking up on what Alex mentioned, um, 
you know, as we think about automation and, and the use of automation for all the great benefits that, that Alex mentioned, um, what we're really seeing is you know, there's probably three primary things that are going on. Um, one is replacing um, traditional manual tasks with um, with automated ones, right? So being able to take the need of you know labor out uh, and doing you know doing what that would be with uh, with an automated system. So maybe that is you know some of the movements of goods, maybe that's some of the unloading of of vehicles, maybe it's some of the um, you know if you start to get more more advanced, you know, getting into some of the quality control using vision systems, et cetera, whatever that may be, you know, trying to replace some manual processes would be number one. Uh, the second piece would be around, you know, broader facility automation. Um, so thinking about, you know, uh, the kind of ultimate goal and what people always talk about is lights out manufacturing, right? Where there's literally no one in the building. You don't even need the lights on because um, everything's automated. Uh, we're not saying we're there or we're quite there. Um, but, you know, finding ways to increase automation with the way that uh, processes are, are being done, um, that can really help drive down costs um, and reducing, reducing that as well. And then finally, just broadly, the use of robotics. Um, we're seeing robotics come into play uh, in, in a lot, a lot of these uh, manufacturing facilities, uh, a lot of companies using them in part of their assembly line, which, again, these may have traditionally been more manual. Uh, but but using the robotics, which are getting a bit more advanced, uh, are able to do a bit more complex activities, um, and they're using that to to rely on that. Uh, when it comes to electrification, um, you know, I think the 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 companies that we surveyed and that we spoke with, they're reporting continued investment in electrification. Um, that would be investing in new and existing products. Um, we had about two thirds of them said that they were doing this over the past three years. Um, and then when we ask about the future over the next three years, 90% of those executives surveyed said that they would be increasing their investments in electrification. Um, I think there's a lot of activity uh, and, and benefit to electrification from all the ESG trends. Um, there's also some performance trends. Some electrified components is frankly what, uh, what consumers are demanding uh, and what they're looking for. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of trends going into that. So regarding electrification, you mentioned that several times. How is this impacting companies' initiatives? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously not as simple as just ripping out the engine and putting in a, a, an electric battery, right? There's a fair amount of new product development research that is required to develop an electrified version of whatever the, the traditional product is. So certainly there's a fair amount of effort in new product development and research um, there's expansion of the supply chain um, to, to gain access to now new critical components and subsystems such as batteries and, and charging equipment. There's also an increasing openness to revisiting the entire business model and, and sort of thinking through what parts of the uh, customer experience uh, with an electric product that companies can participate in. Um, as, as you think about the electrification revolution in transportation vehicles. Uh, besides passenger vehicles, we're seeing a lot of interest in off-road and heavy-duty vehicles as well. Well, that opens up an opportunity for you know uh, OEMs that have traditionally made these you know off-road and construction vehicles to to now think about well, how should they participate in the charging infrastructure? How should they participate in the battery maintenance and recycling services? 
Um, as you think about the transition to new energy sources, there there is an opportunity for OEMs to really expand the permission space of of, of how they how they interact and serve their customers, not just at the time of purchase, potentially you know, through the life cycle of the of the of the product or the vehicle. So as you can see, companies are really juggling a lot of initiatives today, um, both to address the near term issues, but also to hopefully gain some ground here on some of those longer-term opportunities such as automation and electrification. And we really do believe that those companies that can make uh, strong investments today um, uh, can actually you know, widen the gap between, between themselves and, the, and their closest competitors and, and really strengthen their competitive position in the long term. All right. Well, this has all been very valuable information on manufacturing. Thank you, gentlemen, for your insights today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, our listeners, for joining us today at the Insight Exchange, presented by LEK Consulting. Links to resources mentioned in this podcast can be found in the show notes. Please subscribe or follow for future episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, we encourage you to submit your suggestions for future insights online at lek.com. <laughs>